Ray Gunn. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch YouTube clips about that topic, and if you go to musicraygun.com, you'll find a video playlist for this and every episode so you can see what we're talking about, right, Kirk? Sure. Let's just get right into Let's it, get man. get into it, man. We did a theme in our second ever episode. Oh, that's, uh, God, was it the second? It was wow. the second episode. It was way back. Yeah. Uh, we're on 30-something now. We were just babies then. Uh, and that theme was music videos from 1981 to 1983. Mm-hmm. And we have not returned to that music video collection yes. idea since. This is the episode where we return to it. Goddamn right. We picked three new consecutive years. Yep. And we're going to look at music videos from just those years. What years did we pick? 95, 96, 97. That's right. Whole Different story yes. from the early 80s. It's also exciting for me, too, because this is also like I can hear what you listen to because you were like a one. Everything you listened to in 81, 83 was, you know. Yeah. I don't remember. It. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You, weren't, you weren't aware of it. You don't have memories of it. Yes. So this is you have memories of it. Yeah. This is me in junior high into high school. This is me in my mid-20s. Yeah. 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 So we also both experienced that time in very different ways. Yes. So that'll be real exciting. I have real, real specific memories of a bunch of hit songs that came out the summer of 1996. Because mm-hmm. it was the summer before high school for me. Oh, yeah. That's and I do. have intense memories of that summer. And like, I went, my best friend's family got a beach house that summer and I went to stay with them for like a week. And I always had the, like a boom box at the beach. <sighs> And I heard these, and we're not actually going to talk about any of them tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'll name some of them. Please. Popular by Not a Surf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, uh, Pepper by Butthole Surfers. I only know the Butthole Surfers by name. Uh, Beck's album Odelay came out that summer, and <sighs> Where It's At was the first single. Well, I still love Real that song. Real good. Yeah. yeah. There was a band called Super Drag, not to be confused with Super Grass. Super yeah. Drag was a one hit wonder. They had like an alternative power pop hit called Sucked Out. Oh, I don't know that. Who sucked out the feeling. It it was a minor hit and mm-hmm. they hadn't they didn't have any more hits. Mm-hmm. But I loved that song that summer. I could not get enough of it. And it's so obscure to the point where like the video's not even on YouTube. There's just like a oh, shit. like a VHS transfer that somebody recorded of it and it's incomplete and bad mm-hmm. and so uh, but I loved that song. Oh, that's funny. But anyway uh we're going to go in roughly chronological order right. and uh, still alternating between mine and yours. Yep. And I say roughly because, for example, one of mine is from an album that came out in 95, but the single and video didn't come out until 97. So there's oh. sort of like, you know, how do you yeah. judge when it came out? I don't know. Yeah. So I just kind of roughed it out. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to start with one of mine. Good. From an album that came out in 94. So I'm fudging it a little, but yeah. the single and the video came out in 95. That's still legit. And this is the... Second single from Ween's album, Chocolate and Cheese, which is actually one of the most important albums in my life. Because I got it as a Christmas gift mm-hmm. from Uncle Mark. Yeah. And it changed my life. Oh. And I was super into I'm, I still love Ween. Ween's, Ween's fine. Yeah. I mean, like, I know they're, they're the couple hits that they have. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're good. I'm, some of their music is way, way out there and super weird. Yeah, I don't think I know that stuff. Yeah. And a lot of it is surprisingly, like, tuneful and... Mm-hmm. The way that 
uh, Kurt Cobain said that Weird Al was a rock and roll like genius. Mm-hmm. Ween are geniuses who make silly music, and I think people don't always take them seriously because their music's funny. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but just all the different voices that Gene can sing in, the different styles they can cover, uh, they're just masters. Mm-hmm. But the song or the video we're going to watch is for Freedom of 76, which I know you've seen before. You, are we, uh, when we used to do yes. our watch parties with Katie Willer, this was in one of them. I loved the song so much I went and got it. Yeah. yeah. This is a great this song. This is one of their, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. The lyrics are still kind of silly, but yeah. not over the top. Yeah. And it's a real good sort of like soul tribute. Yes. This is a great fucking song. Uh, and a great video. Yeah. Um, that Spike Jones directed. He mm-hmm. directed tons of great videos in the 90s. Yeah. He was he all over it. director. Uh, and Mike Patton of the band Faith No More of all bands called this, <laughs> quote, the fucking best fucking video ever made. Wow. Uh, strong words. Yeah, it's pretty good. So it has a long intro because it tells a story. Yes, I remember this. Now. So we'll try to roughly describe it. Independence Hall in Philadelphia, which they're not from Philly, but they are from Pennsylvania. Okay. They're stealing the Liberty they're Bell. They're stealing the Liberty Bell. I remember when you showed this video, I was like, oh, where's this going? Because <laughs> I didn't know that much of this song of the Ween. And then I heard the song and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I knew you'd like the song. Now, a cop has spotted them or heard the song or the uh, alarm. Yeah, chasing them. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. This is like now knowing, you know, what we know about Spike Jones. Like, God, this is such a Spike Jones. Yeah. Video. They're wearing armbands with the Liberty Bell on them, as if to indicate they're from some sort of like free the Liberty yes. Bell group. Like yeah. they're doing this for a good, yeah. a good deed. But the cops have them surrounded. Here's the SWAT team. Ween has failed to successfully steal the Liberty Bell, and so now they're arrested. Uh-huh. Mission not accomplished. Dean and Gene. Yeah. In the back of the cop car. Off they go, and now the trial. <laughs> so Gavel comes down, and they're being led out of the courthouse. And there's a mob. Of, they're called the. Okay, I never noticed yeah. this because I accidentally left closed captions on YouTube. Yeah, the crowd is chanting "Freedom Brothers." Yeah, freedom. Not brothers. with a comma, but no. like they're called. They're the called free, the, freedom the Freedom Brothers. brothers. But yeah. yeah. So the crowd is with them. The crowd supports them. They're yes. not angry they tried to free the living yeah. them. They're the good guys. Yes. The filthy system and the cops. Mm-hmm. Fuck the police. Yeah. John 360. The, the signs the protesters are carrying say, like, free the bells. Yeah. And John 316. And now we go into the I show. love how it goes right into there. The whole rest of the video is just them being led out of the courthouse in sort of slow motion. Which is the song. brilliant. Yeah. I'm actually glad you put the accidentally put the uh, closed captions. Yeah. I love watching things with closed captions. On. It's helpful. I mean, and I think I said this too when I first heard this. I was like, yeah. if you'd said, "Here's a Ween song, Kirk," I'd be like, "No, yeah, you're mistaken." <laughs> oh, there's plenty of Ween songs where that would be your yeah. reaction if you heard it. Yeah, just based on the little Ween that I listened to in the '90s. Yeah, I was like, "No, dude, this isn't Ween. You're mistaken." <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. But like, 
I didn't I didn't listen to this when it came out. This I'm was not also, even sure this was released as a single or anything, which is how I would have known. I think it was. Or was maybe it? like on an EP. Okay. Single, but this was their first album. Like, their first several albums, they just recorded the two of them on, like, yeah. a four-track in their basement. Um, and it's real lo-fi. And this is the first one where they had, like, a band. And okay. And recorded it for a major label. But this isn't their first hit. No. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. But it was their first major label album, so yeah. it had a lot more uh, promotion okay. behind it. And Voodoo Lady was a radio hit off of this album. Okay. That I remember being on alternative radio. That sounds yeah. familiar. I mean, everything about this is so cool. Yeah. This is where he goes for the high note. <laughs> Which he apparently hit. They didn't have to use auto-tune. They didn't have to swing like, it A lot of their early stuff when they recorded it, they used a lot of effects... Not to sweeten their voices, but for just sonic purposes. Yeah. And he would like play with tape speed so he could sound like the chipmunks on yeah. some tracks and slow it down on others, but he didn't he hit that note. That's pretty impressive. Are they do they still tour, do music or Yeah, they broke up for a while and Gene started recording he released an album under his real name. Um but I think they're back together again. Because oh, okay. he was pretty heavy like drunk and drug addict and oh, okay. sort of quit the band when he got clean like being in ween isn't good for my sobriety sort mm-hmm. of thing so he kind of unilaterally broke up the band oh huh. and, and deaner was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what, like, huh? like he found out out of the social media post that gene posted just like everyone else oh my god sort of thing yeah do so when you hear this song what is this brings you back to the beach no, because I didn't get the album for a Christmas gift until a couple of years after it came okay, out. Okay, okay. But, so I remember sort of just generally listening to it a lot when I was maybe a sophomore in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's great. Uh, I love how he hits that note. He goes for it. Yeah. It's not perfect, but I like that they didn't auto-tune it. Yeah. Like, I'll leave it, you know. For a song like this, it doesn't have to be perfect. Well, one quick anecdote before we get off of this one. Uh that I found online that Spike Jones talked about making the video. He said, we left a prop hand grenade at Independence Hall. And the next day, a kid found it in the bushes, and they shut down Independence Hall that day, and it was a bomb scare, and it was on the news. Oh, my God. And I like to imagine, like, like a real sitcom or Scooby-Doo-ish plot where, like, the mayor of Philadelphia is shaking his fist like, we. <laughs> Wings <laughs> like he, he, he. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because uh, they accidentally yeah, left a just prop hand grenade in the Kind of forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, talk about this next clip that you've got. Oh, we're going with uh, Groove Theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever heard of Groove Theory? Uh, not to my recollection. Okay, you might know this song, you might not. Um, Groove Theory, uh, it's a duo, but not really. It's uh, a producer who I think his name is Bryce Wilson and a lead singer uh, who's great. Her name is Emile LaRue. Mm -hmm. And they came out with this uh, song, uh, Tell Me. It was a big hit. It was a huge hit. Was it? It went went gold. Um, They did one album, Mm -hmm. and then uh, she moved on to a solo career. She had a couple of big albums. She does a lot of indie soul stuff now. Uh, She had a big hit called, not big hit, a medium hit with Get Up. Um, And then he would, like, produce other people like Tony Braxton and then did, like, stuff like that. I do like Tony Braxton. I know you do. Uh, So, but this is their big one big hit. 
it's a great groove song. It's it's that mid tempo nineties, uh, just nice and easy. And I, well, I'll say. Well, first, tell me and the listeners. Like, do you have any particular memories or oh, personal God, yes. context for this? Groove theory. Uh, tell me. Reminds me. You're like twenty five. I'm twenty five. Yeah. Uh, uh, have the album. I still listen to the album, but um, it reminds me of. I was doing theater in Chicago. I was twenty five. Uh, it reminds me of waking up in the mornings to get ready to go to my temp job. Mm-hmm. And I would I had a boombox in my bathroom and I'd put it on to the R&B station and like at least three out of the five days this was on. Okay. In the mornings. It was constantly on. So it reminds me of going, getting ready for my temp job, which was at Tetra Pak, which is the company that makes juice boxes. Oh, okay. Yes. I also was a temp when I was 25. Yeah. Like that everybody was, later, was. That was later. Yeah. So every time I hear this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think of that bathroom and turning on that old boom box. And I'm like, it's going to be on. Like, I, they played it so much for like a month to six weeks. I'm like, it's going to be on. Yeah. And eventually, if I stayed long enough in the bathroom, if I shaved, or I was like, I'm just going to wait and <laughs> see if they play it. And I'll be late to work, but fuck it, it's a temp job. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. care. I I want to explain from my context, I sort of meant to say this at the top of the show, like when you talk about 90s R&B and hip hop, mm. I'm on board for the first several years because I was listening to Top 40 Radio mm. at that point. So I know a lot of new Jack Swing stuff. Yeah. But by this point, I've discovered alternative radio. Yeah. Now I'm too cool to listen to pop and R&B. Yeah. So... Almost everything, with one big exception, that we're going to hear from you on this episode, I don't know at all. Oh, like good. I, mid to late '90s R and B, I'm sort of clueless. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know this. Okay. Even uh, though you said it was such a big hit, it was a it was huge coming hit. on the radio you'll, like you'll, once an hour. You'll uh, appreciate the baseline because it's a very familiar baseline. I don't okay. think they sampled it, but you'll hear it in a sec. I mean, it already sort of sounds like that Maxwell song. Yeah, a little bit. It, the the bass line's very similar to the Mary Jane Girls All Night Long. You know that one. And that's Amelia LaRue, okay. who's gorgeous and can sing. Yeah, this isn't familiar, but it is, oh, okay. if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, it's that mid-90s yes. R&B sound. And the video looks like a mid-90s. As you see, you're like, holy fuck, this could not be more 90s. Yeah. This is like, not much happens in the video. Yeah. It's just this of them in a studio singing, and then it goes to these different situations. Like, here she is singing in front of a band, yeah. and then it's these guys, two guys dancing, and that's the video. Yeah. Like, it's that's so just atmospheric 90s. Everyone was like, so cool in the 90s. Everyone was so cool. And she, her in a white suit with the hair pulled back, I'm just like, <sighs> I mean, right now, R&B is, well, like, trap is sort of yeah. the, the fad now, which is definitely cool, but in a much different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like that. This is like sensual. Yeah. There's no sensuality anymore. Oh, I, we sound old. Oh, I, I was just thinking the same thing I was going to say. Wow, that's such an old man <laughs> yeah. thing to say. Where's the kids just, what, what happened to sensuality? Where's the romance? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but, I mean, it's, but it, that doesn't make, make it untrue No, we're not lying I'm not even saying it's necessarily a bad thing no. Things change, styles yeah. move on yep. But it's a. am just trying to describe that very particular 90s R&B thing Yeah, yeah It was sensual It was, a, it was that Also, it was that real mid-tempo groove yeah. So it was a little bit funky But not too deep funk yeah. And it wasn't too fast So it was like a dance hit 
uh, it's that, you know what? I can listen to this by myself. I can listen to this with a partner. In the car. I can listen to this shaving while I'm going to wait to go to my temp job. It is good morning music. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. great. Uh, it, it, gets, it gets you up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, the guy in the studio, that's her producing partner. But he never he never even really sang on it. He sings like a line coming up. They sure are featuring his face a lot. Well, yeah. It's because he's a good looking guy. And the band was his idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he just found me in the room and they're like, let's do an album. He's like the Diddy of Group Theory. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And also, I just, I think Group Theory is a great name for a band. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they did this one album. She left. Another woman came and did an album that, under the name Group Theory. Didn't really do anything. Um, and she still sings her own independent stuff. But yeah, this is that just wonderful 90s group that I love. This. She can sing and this pretty and oh my god. Yeah. Total bad. Yeah, yeah. And it's just these guys dancing in the shadow, the same dance <laughs> over and over again. Is it two guys or is it like a split screen? You're right, it's one a split guy. screen. Okay. It's a split screen. So I was like, they're remarkably insane. <laughs> yeah. And they just keep repeat I like how they just they keep repeating the same images and like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We just kinda wanna make it, you know, <laughs> hypnotic. Low budget, maybe. Low budget, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, this was yeah. like, we don't have a lot of money, let's just... Do you remember seeing the video a lot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was paid on MTV, pretty heavy rotation. Yeah. It crossed over to the pop charts, uh, but was mainly a big R&B hit. Yeah. And because they, this is going to be another sort of schizophrenic episode where no, you're, yeah. you're real, like... Well, I'm not really Yo! MTV Raps. I don't know how much R&B they played on Yo! MTV Raps. Not that much. And I'm, I'm my my selections are real 120 minutes <laughs> yeah. for this episode. But the the next the next coming stuff I have later on was definitely going to be raps. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, in the following years. Uh, all right. This next video, I'm I'm not being sarcastic. I want to prepare you. Okay. Is definitely the most disturbing and video we've watched yet, and probably the most disturbing video we'll ever watch. All right. More so than Gigi Allen. I was going to say, wow. More so than the Plasmatics. Mm -hmm. And it's it's Green Day. You know okay. Green Day. I don't know. I don't know if you know this video. You'll, uh, if you've never seen it, you'll start to realize why quickly. Okay. I'm going to ask you now before I hit play if you can promise not to look away. Sure. All right. I, I'm not, I'm not like setting up a bit okay. where it's... Where it's something real fun and sweet or something. Yeah. It's it, for a very specific reason. This is a nasty fucking okay. video. Okay, I'm ready to look at it. But for context, this is the first single from Insomniac, which was their follow up to Dookie, which was okay. the album that yep. was huge. Yes. Um. And this this to me is like the most genuinely punk rock moment that Green Day ever had because mm -hmm. people argue about how punk they are. They yeah. Are, you know, pop punk or punk for babies or not yeah, real punk people or love to argue. California punk. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that they chose this song and more specifically made this video for the first single mm -hmm. on their, on the follow-up to their huge album when this is so not commercial. In fact, they only like MTV only showed this video like at night because it's oh, okay. not, it's too gnarly for daytime viewing. Mm -hmm. And I remember this single coming out and not being a smash. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because People were burned out on Green Day, or maybe the song is a little too because Insomniac's a little darker than Dookie. What was the big hit from Insomniac? Was it When I Come Around, or is that no? That's Dookie. Okay, this one was kind of a hit, and then after the, oh, after it? this though was Brain Stew slash Jaded, right. which was two songs released okay. as one single. I know that one. Yeah. So that was a bigger hit, but yeah. this was the first single. And Insomniac, you know, it it 
did well, but yeah. significantly less well than Dookie. Mm-hmm. So it seemed a little underwhelming. Okay. But I love that they didn't release like the big obvious poppy song first yeah. and made this fucking video, which is insane. I'm ready to look at it. Um, the only other thing I'll explain before we start is the song is called Geek Stink Breath, which refers to three symptoms of meth use. Oh. You geek out. Yeah. Body odor. Stinky breath. All right. Right? Geek stink breath. And the song is about meth. Okay. And it also sort of ties into the video and why it's gross. All right. So. Um, it's half the band performing and half another thing. <laughs> I'm curious if I'm going to recognize it. The song or the video? This beat, either one. Yeah. Oh! Vaguely. Yeah. There's Very vaguely. There's some close-ups of... That's what tipped it off. And there's a guy waiting in a waiting room at a dentist's office. Yes. That's what tipped it off. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember this. I remember the video more than the song. You would have been watching MTV. Oh, yeah. Totally. I'm not surprised. I was watching it. So, yeah. I probably wasn't listening to this on the radio, but I know I've seen this video. So, there's just a guy in a dentist chair. And, uh... In a set, yeah, they're starting yeah. to dig into his teeth. Yeah. And we're going to get some real close-up shots of hooks digging into gums. And basically, this video is uh, a tooth extraction. Yeah. Yeah. It really upsets me. <laughs> Especially knowing it's real. Like, this is the guy is a friend of theirs, and he really got his tooth extracted, and they just filmed it for this video. I, I'm going to go ahead and assume that he needed to get it done. Yeah, probably. He wasn't like, yeah, I'll do it for I, video. I'm also making the same assumption. Yes, because he would just be like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Right. Uh, yeah, I do remember this. This doesn't bother me. Oh, it bothers the shit out of me. Yeah, tooth stuff doesn't really bother me. I mean, I don't love blood, but tooth stuff bugs me. And, like, at the end of the video, like, you know, they, they yank the tooth out. You see them yeah. the tooth out really close. To, oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good shot. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't bother me that much. I can see how it would. And I can see how... MTV was like, yeah, we're only playing this at night. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, I think it's punk rock that they made this video. Like, yeah, oh, here's yeah. our new album. Yeah. Enjoy, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy. Yes. And then, you know, here's, oh. our first vi- here's our first video. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if the guy had to have a tooth pulled because he had enough now. His, uh, teeth, don't, his teeth don't look that nasty. They don't look that bad. Oh, there's oh. Out. There he goes. It's, it's almost kind of satisfying, like popping a oh, stick. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. I don't mind it. I'm glad it's out. And then the last shot of the video is the bed just plunking the whole tooth down on the little metal tray. Uh, yeah, no, this Man. is fully, that's fully punk rock. That tooth yeah. does look awful. I mean, I guess that's the rotten yeah. bit there. Well, yeah. no, that's, well, I guess they well, broke it. Because those are the roots. Yeah. And it looks like the dentist yeah. broke it, pulling it out. But yeah. Ugh. Brush your teeth, people. Ugh. And floss. <laughs> yes. Always floss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now, did you see that as as a, a teenager? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I remember. I think I may have even seen like the MTV premiere or whatever. You know how they used yeah. to kind of back in the good old days. And yeah, because it's a it's kind of a slow. It's only a two minute and twenty second song. Yeah, it's, it's a real fast. punk rock line. Yeah. And they take a good few seconds where you're like, "Who's this guy in the waiting room?" Yeah. Oh, is it the dentist? 
oh, what are they? What are we about to see? And they're just, oh, we're gonna watch him clean his teeth. Oh, that's kind of weird. And then they start, yeah. then they start digging in. Yes. And I, I remember being like, oh, ah! <laughs> like, then the not, nightmare started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear this on radio? Because I didn't yeah. listen to this radio. But it's one of those things where there was more hype around it than success. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. new Green Day is here. Here's the first single, everybody, and they play it. But like, I don't remember a lot of buzz. Yeah, but. I was 13 yeah. in 1995, 12 or 13. Yeah. And being a 13-year-old boy in 1995 and loving Green Day is like the most 1995 thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was I was hyped for it. Yeah. And then within a few years, Blink-182 became the new Jack. And by that point, um, I moved on. Yeah. And I was like, uh-uh. Like, no, not that. I was like, that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and to this day, I can't stand Blink-182. And I, I, don't blame you. I fully acknowledge if I'd been... 16 or 17 when Green Day first hit, I yeah. probably would have thought they were a bunch of bullshit. That happens a lot. Like, yeah. like when the perfect example that I'm not a big fan of at all of like Drew Hill. Yeah. You heard Drew Hill? Yeah. The RB group, when they came out, they're like, oh, they're like Jodeci or Guy. I'm like, no, they fucking are. <laughs> no, the fuck See, I don't know them well about. enough to draw those lines. Yeah. I kind of just think of Drew Hill and Jodeci as sort of the same thing. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you who does which song, but yeah. Yeah. Me, with Green Day, I still like them. But I'm kind of aware that it's that my enjoyment of them is fueled almost purely by nostalgia. Yeah, which is nothing wrong with that. No, that's legitimate. Yeah, that's legit. Because I'm I'm happy to not be the type of person who only listens to the music I grew up listening to in junior high and high school and mm -hmm. never discovered anything else. Yeah, and just kind of stay stuck in the past. Yeah, I do discover new things and new old things, but yes. I still like to listen to the stuff I I listen to at that age yeah. because. That's always the foundational stuff. Oh, yeah. And you always have this. It's the groundwork. Yeah. yeah. So I still love Green Day. Yeah. I like Green Day. They're good. I've always liked them. They, yeah. they're, they're hits. I'm like, their hits are great. I mean, maybe they legitimately are way, 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 way better than Blink-182. Like, I think they are. Oh, no, they are. But if I'd been 13 in 1998, I would have loved Blink-182. Oh, yeah. I no. know that. I yeah. know that I would have. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So who is uh, who is this next artist? I've never oh, heard of him. Oh, uh, Daru the Damager. Yeah. Um, he was kind of like an <laughs> It's Damager. I was like, who's Jeru the Damaja? Because <laughs> yeah. it's spelled D-A-N-A-J-A. Jeru -A -A. Yeah. the Damager. Yeah. Uh, he was a, uh, a, a Brooklyn rapper in the mid-90s who, uh, real alternative, real like, uh, I don't really want to be a pop person and, and stuff that's going on in pop, like, you know, the, the, the P Diddy stuff and, and all that. I don't really like, um, so you're listening well, to this as, as Fife dog told us too many candy rappers seem to be at the top. <laughs> too much candy is no good. So now I'm closing the shop. Goddamn right. Yeah. RIP. Um, so, uh, drew the damage, uh, which brings it around back to our mini episode. He was a, uh, Collaborator with Guru. Oh, okay. Um, and we mentioned on our mini, on mini slide. Yeah. Gifts Unlimited Rhymes Universal. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, Guru did a couple of albums and um, never really broke big. This is one of his bigger-ish songs called uh, You're Playing Yourself, mm -hmm. which you will like the sentiment and I think you will like the rap in it. And you will like the video because the video is uh, silly and interesting at the same time. Are there any... Lyrical or musical nods to Big Daddy Kane? No. Okay. No. Because I always think of put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. <laughs> yeah. When I hear it, that's, that's a great that expression. Yeah. yeah. Let's get um, into it. 
This is from like 96? Yes. This is 96. And, uh, you know, the video says that it's eight minutes, but it's not so four. Oh, okay. Um, the, so you see, this has got to get, has that martial arts vibe. Yes, I can. Are you willing to go out there and save the lives of my children, even if it means losing your own life? Yes, I am. I believe you, J-Lo. You're ready. So now he's going to go on a, a pilgrimage to... So it's like a more conscious Wu Tang sort of vibe. But I love this song. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. So it's just him just saying fuck everyone who's like selling cocaine or doing pop. Well, yeah, because and also this probably would have played a little better commercially just a few years earlier, like yeah. the height of Native Tongues and yeah. the rest of development. And this, this reminds me a little of Del the Funky Homo Sapiens. Oh yeah, yeah. that vibe, that that his flow. Yeah. Yes. And the only reason I know of him is I discovered I just moved to LA okay. when this came out, and uh, I randomly I was playing basketball uh, on a regular basis with a bunch of like actors and and, and, and like music guys and uh oh here's the big hook this is like my favorite kind of hook yeah it's this really I figured you did like that but I discovered him because like I was talking to one of the guys I was playing basketball with and he gave me a mixtape yeah and uh, just random like indie stuff and this guy was on it yeah and I was like holy fuck I don't really know in like this song I don't know that much more about True the Damage yeah um but uh this was the song that was on the mixtape and i was like holy fuck who is this drew the damage of? did it like spur you to buy the album no no <laughs> i didn't buy the album but i listened to that mixtape a lot yeah. and then i put this song on a bunch of other mixtapes uh and then i actually just downloaded it for my stuff on my phone um, and I had forgotten about Drew the Damage Up and the only reason I put it on is because I was getting some other songs and then of course YouTube's like you might like right and then it was like oh my god Drew the Damage Up I fucking forgot about him <laughs> and then I looked it up I was like oh this is 96 this is perfect and it's a cool video like all the, the kung fu movie stuff yeah and he's actually doing some kung fu oh you're saying it's not like a stunt song no so, the flips and stuff are not him but he's doing some he's doing some of the he did some of the kicks and stuff yeah, weirdly, I've recently been getting into, like, Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been watching uh, 36 Chambers of Shaolin yep. and uh, Five Deadly Venoms. That's great. Yeah, which is just a, a part of pop culture I've just been confused about my whole life. Yeah. We're, like, I remember when Kill Bill came out, I sort yeah. of was mildly interested, but I never dug into it. Yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. This video is cool right now, yeah. I'm, like, into this. You can do it, yeah. But, you know, he never really broke that big, but this always makes me think of just moving into L.A. Yeah. And being like, I'm going to take this city I can picture, like, you hooping it up and this playing on the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, a white man can't jump. <laughs> like, opening seat while the credits are rolling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Playing ball. Yep. We were just, just with a bunch of other working actors and struggling actors and writers and stuff. And you may have said, do you know where he's from? Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, he's like only like two years younger than me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure what he's up to now, but he recorded a couple other albums, but was always pretty much underground. Yeah. I know. Check him out. Man. Yeah. Jeru like the Damage. I miss mixes. Yeah. That's sound like an old man again, but... Like, you can make a Spotify playlist, and I feel like people don't share them with each other, which disappoints me. I, I, I would agree with you. They yeah. just kind of make it for yourself. Because I'm not going to sit here and pretend like 
I'm not down on technology. I don't think yeah. you need to make a mix set or uh, or a mix CD. I love making Spotify yeah. playlists, but they don't get passed around. Like people make them yes. for themselves and not each other. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, people should like send each other links to their playlists. Like, hey, I made this playlist for you. Yeah, there's a difference because like someone passing you it's less of a gift there's less sentiment behind and there's almost if someone sends you a link and it's an email you're almost like i gotta open this up (laughs) like it's homework yeah yeah where someone gives you something you're like here listen to this and you're like oh fuck yeah i got a mixtape and you you pop it in and you know there's stuff in the mixtape that i'm like i don't really like this but like four or five songs i'm like fuck yeah oh yeah i mean there are still songs that are favorites of mine and that led me on whole journeys with artists because Someone made me a mixtape or a mix CD in my yeah. case, and that song just you know blew me away. And then I dug into that artist. Yeah, that's um, it's it's very true. It's yeah. it's a gift as opposed to an obligation. Um, and then that that gift, you're like, oh well, they gave it to me. Yeah, I'm just gonna pop it in. Yeah. Whereas it's a link to a Spotify playlist. They didn't really give me anything. Yeah. You clicked a few things and. No, I I agree with you, but it's uh, it's a shame. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a good gift to someone. And not necessarily a romantic gift for your crush. I mean, it's it's totally that. But you could give a buddy like, hey, man, I know you like this. So I made a mix CD of stuff I think you might like based on that. And that's how you share music. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. There's got to be a new way to do that. I'm sure eventually there will be some sort of thing that comes yeah, around that, yeah. hopefully. Anyway, we're old men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my next artist is uh, Chibo Mata. Oh, Paul. Uh, I don't know how much Chibo Mata you know. I know a lot of Chibo Mata. I saw him in concert. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. with hand. Because when we, uh, again, used to do our viewing yeah. parties with Katie... I showed you guys Know Your Chicken. Yeah, I love chicken. They sell them and do that in concert. Yeah, but I think at the time you didn't know the video. Never knew the video. Okay, do you know the video for Sugar Water? No, I know Sugar Water. I don't know the video. Sugar Water, well, it's from the same album, Viva La Woman. Yes. Which, because I'm sure you know that Chibomato is Italian for crazy food. Yeah. And all the songs on their first album, Viva La Woman, are food related. Yes. And then they totally dropped that conceit after that album. Because it's it's cute once, but you, can only do you don't want to tie yourself yeah. to that forever. Yeah. Uh, this video is one of the most amazing videos I've ever seen. Michelle Gondry directed this. Oh no shit! Who just like Spike Jones was a guy who got famous making like eye popping music videos in the '90s, and then yeah. became an actual filmmaker. Um, but yeah, he. This is. I don't want to. Tr- I don't want to reveal the reveal, so mm-hmm. we'll just watch it. But it's one take. It's a split screen, and it was nominated for Best Choreography uh, for an MTV uh, Video Award. Choreography, there's no dance in it. Yeah. You'll see what I mean. Okay. Um, Now, this is exciting because I know the song. It might take you a a minute to to figure out what's going on, and that's by design. No, this is exciting because I I love them. I love their music, and the song is great. Is it Yuka and... Yuka and... and, uh, It's with an M, but I can't remember. They're Japanese, for anyone listening who doesn't know Chipomato. It's two Japanese women. I'm so glad I'm saying this. And the split screen is on one, and the other half is on the other. I heard the song a lot. This is a good song. 
the first two songs I heard by them were Birthday Cake and Know Your Chicken, which are very strange, yes. up-tempo songs. And I thought, oh, this is like a weird like comedy band or something. <laughs> no. But then the rest of the album, a lot of it is more like this, like yeah. very atmospheric. I love that atmospheric vibe. And yeah. they, um, in concert, they rocked out to Know Your Chicken. It, like, they went hard with it. So she's... I'm going to wait a bit. They're both sort of, they've gotten out of bed or they're going yeah. into their, well, one of them's gotten out of bed. The other one. Oh, the other one's going to bed? Oh, because it's in no. reverse. One of them's in reverse. And one of them's in, is, is. In forward, yeah. So they both started in bed and then got out of bed, but one of them was in reverse. Yes. So it's actually sort of like her going to bed, but in reverse, right? Yes. Okay. And now they've exited their apartments and they're out on the street. Yes. One of them got a like a sign in her mailbox. I'm, I'm, oh my god, this hook! Uh, I forgot all about it. It's a strange video. It's hard to follow, but you'll see what's going. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how the choreography would be. Not why would they be? Wait, what do you notice? But she's in the back now. I don't. I can't remember her name. Not Yuka. She just sort of showed up in Yuka's half. Now. Yes, there she is. But she's still in her half here. Yeah. She hit Yuka with her car. Yuka killed me. She had the other half of the sign. And now the videos have the each half is met in the middle. And now oh, we're going the shit. other direction. So now this side is the half we've already seen over here in, yes. in not in reverse. And now she's going in reverse on the see? Oh my god, that's amazing. Right? I'm not sure why that would be for choreography. Well, because it's an elaborate. I guess because it's one take. I mean, I, I guess that's. I true. don't know what the technical definition of choreography is. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily no, mean no, dancing, but like orchestrating movement. Yes. Right? No, no, so. you're correct. You know what it was? I forgot that this was one take. Yeah. Yeah, that's what did it. Oh my God, this is amazing. So they were filming like those two yes. things at the same, same time. time. And yes. They meet in the middle. And... Yes. In my in my head because it's split screen, I'm like, oh, they did they filmed one then filmed the other. No, they I think filmed, they filmed yeah, them both. You're right. Time. That's yeah. why. That's why. This is genius. Right. And that's why there's those little, little moments like at the end when she's in yeah. the shower and she pours sugar on her head, but it was going up into the yeah. box and it's very disorienting. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the thing that bears a lot of repeated viewing. Yes, it does. Because you notice so many little yeah. details. Yes. Yeah. It's a little. And even with the music, because the music's atmosphere, it's like a little distressing. Yeah. It's a little like off-putting. Whereas the No You Chicken video is just silly weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is like saying a lot. So now she's pouring yeah. the sugar on. Because the last lyrics of the song are something like, We take sugar water shower. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I mean, she wrote, he should. But it was, be- you couldn't yeah, read you it. You couldn't read it. Because what, they were facing the yeah. wrong way and one was backwards, but they wrote sugar, water, and lipstick, yeah. but they couldn't. That's fucking genius. Yeah, that's why Michelle Gondry is. Yeah. That's one of those I could never have thought of that in a million years. Or even if you thought of it, how do you fucking execute it? No, well, why would it bail? I, I, I still don't know, like, exactly yeah. how it was done. I would have been like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll never do that. That's too hard. And I tried researching it. To, to find, like, an interview or something where someone talked a lot about how mm-hmm. this video was made, and there's just nothing about it. 
That's a shame. Yeah. What What do you think of, not the video, but when you hear uh, Chibamato? Like, what were you? I can tell you worried? exactly how I discovered Chibamato. Mm. Birthday Cake is on the soundtrack to the Kids in the Hall movie. Brain Candy? Brain Candy. Oh, no shit. I was... Uh, I was a huge Kids in the Hall yeah. fan, again, Fine through movie. Uncle Mark. Okay. When I was like 11, God I got awesome. super into Kids in the Hall. When Brain Candy came out, he gave me the soundtrack as a Christmas gift. God damn it, that's good. And there were a bunch of artists on there that I got into because of that. And mm. like I went out and bought Viva La Woman based on Birthday uh, Cake, which is probably my favorite. So really, I mean, looking back, I was like, how as a 14 or 15-year-old did that song resonate with yeah, the album? I that's thought it was weird. the coolest thing. That's amazing that yeah. a 14-year-old, because... I mean, I I only I mean full disclosure. I like Chibumato a lot. I only know them because of Anne. Yeah, and I was dating. That Anne makes at the sense time. to me based yeah. on what you explained to me yeah. about her taste. And then she's like, and so I, she played the CD. I was like, oh, I like the CD. And she's like, oh my god, they're playing at the Smart Bar in Chicago. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'll go. And tickets cost like nothing because they weren't that well known. Right. And they played the Chicken Song. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I never got to see them. And they just broke up in December officially. No shit. Yeah. They, December they went, 2017? Yeah. Fuck. They went on a long hiatus and they got back together around 2011 and toured a few times. But they announced officially they're done. So I never got to see Chibamato uh-huh. with or without Sean Lennon, who uh, oh, who dated the yeah. one whose name I can't remember for a while and then was sort of officially a part of the band for a few years. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't there when I was. Yeah. Well, that was great. That was yeah. fucking great. That's one of that's one of the coolest videos yeah, I've ever seen. Really I is. watch it just every once in a while. Like, oh, I want to watch yeah, the sugar. I'm going to start video. dialing it up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this next band, obviously, I totally know, yes. but I'm not super familiar with this song. Oh, the roots, what they do. Yeah, because again, I wasn't really tuned into hip hop at this yes. point. This is this isn't the first roots song off the first roots album. I can't remember. This might be like the second or. Or maybe I could be wrong, but this is my first discovery of the roots. Okay. This is the first time I ever heard of them and saw the video, heard the song. The song wasn't even played that much. It played, it was um, probably a medium. It was a big hit for them, yeah. but on the radio, it was played only a decent amount, I would say. It wasn't a monster. I don't think I became aware of them until their next album. What's the name of it? Not Phrenology. No, um, that wasn't, that, I was in college. I bought that one. Oh god. It's got like the black and white photo on the cover. Yeah. This is I think this is this is from Things Fall Apart. Oh, that's the one I'm trying is to think it? of, I think. Yeah. Okay, Things Fall Apart. Yeah, I think so. I okay. don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Uh, this is ninety six or ninety seven. This is ninety six. Okay. Um so um and yeah, it was one of those things where I heard the roots and then saw this video. I was like, oh well I'm a fan. Um and this video is great. If you've never seen this video, the video is fucking brilliant because to set it up and please go to the playlist and watch this because it might be helpful. Um, the video is a cliche hip hop video. Like every cliche is in it. Like a parody of like, it's not even a parody. It's done serious, almost seriously. Oh, okay. But what they do is they add captions throughout the video uh-huh. that explains why these are cliches and what's going on and why this is not real and why, you know, the baller life is fake. Okay. So there's this sort of goes right hand in hand with you playing yourself. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It really does. And the song, like if you took out the captions, you go, oh, the roots just did like a 
regular old rap video with strippers and, and yeah. champagne. But, but they're commenting on it. Comment, and they're only commenting it on but via the use of captions That's the very end. That's why the video, because I didn't watch it ahead of time, but the video you sent me on YouTube says the roots, what they do, and then in parentheses, with text. Yes. And I'm like, I don't think with text is part of the song title here. <laughs> no. But they put it in parentheses and not brackets, so it looks like it is. Yeah. Yeah, then no, you're right. But but it's saying that's that's the captions you're referring yes, to. Yes, and that's the original video. Like okay. you you can see on YouTube the one without the captions. Oh. And you look at it and you're like, wow, this is like a bad video, yeah. a rap video. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm yeah. curious about this. And the roots rule. Yeah, so it says rap video manual. Enter artist name here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you can see so where they're it's doing going. like here's a rap video by the numbers. Yes. Yeah. Here's how you do it. And yeah, it pops up and there's some great stuff in it. Big mansion, the Goldstein estate, rented, rented for, for the, the day. day. Yeah, which is you, so now you get it. You're like, okay, here's all. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you think Tupac didn't really live in that video from I Get Around? Yeah. That's where yeah, it's just dispelling all the notions of typical uh, hip hop videos. And this is just a stone cold groove. This this does look like the I Get Around video. Yeah. <laughs> or so many other videos. Yeah. So the stripper says the, the money, money shot automatic record sales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, if you never had that text, you'd be like, what are you doing, Roots? Oh, they're actually in it, but they're just, yeah. wow, Questlove looks so young. It's a baby. Yeah. I Black Ties. Yeah, and then there's just a chick in a bikini right yeah. behind him. But also, like, they're not dressed in yes. the... This is great right here. Watch this. It's really ginger ale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're pouring champagne, but like, nah, it's ginger ale. I call it the champagne of soda. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's just so smart. Yeah, and as they're just partiers in the back. Yeah, and they're just lounging around yeah. like it's a regular video. And they're wearing their non-party, just sort of street clothes. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three women in a bed and in parentheses the captain. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Pimper, which was huge. You always saw those reflections in the yeah. Movies. That's one of those things where it's like, you. I, I've never consciously registered that effect yeah. of reflections in a car door that's passing. Yeah. But when they point it out, I'm like, yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, that's of, like of rap, all rap videos. videos. Yeah. It gets really interesting because it gets more and more. This is one of my favorites where uh, so many rap videos and, and, yeah, and had models as musicians that paid, oh, yeah. paid to fake it. And the guy was like not yeah. even playing. <laughs> yeah. They're male models. Yeah. Who are, yeah, him too. So far, they haven't commented on the twerking. No, they haven't. Which I don't know if that word was a thing yet. It might then. not have been. I mean, 96, I don't think so. Yeah, token white model. Token white model. And then the video look like that was a big oh, yeah, video. Look. Like desaturated. Yeah. Duotones. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, this is the best. Running from, yeah. Because yeah. so many videos, there's like guys running in slow motion. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you just sort of don't question it until it's pointed out. Yeah. You. Yeah. That's what it's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> no logo in the shot shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's dead, by the way. Not like blurring out corporate logos. Oh yeah, it's not sponsored because now everything's fucking sponsored. <laughs> yeah, now corporate like, yes, please. Yeah, yes. Here's some money. Go, go wear it. 
yet another Times Square shot. Yeah. I mean, it's just so smart. And then the big thing is they take over the band and become real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a very, uh, I got vibes of Craig Mack, Flavor in your Yeah. Which is, uh, I love that song too, but yeah. <laughs> I love the drummer. I love the fake yeah, drummer. The big that guy's killing like, it. Yeah, he's like really good. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> the opposite of Questlove. Yes. And then Questlove just takes over. Yeah. Hell yeah. This was before they had like uh, the tuba player. Yeah. In the back. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, this is fair. So it's, it's, I think they came, uh, they came out in around 93. Yeah. That uh, sounds right. Yeah. So they, so this is like their third year in. I, I, we sort of missed it, oh, but yeah. the, someone came to lead the twerking model away because she stopped twerking and the caption said severe butt cramp. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good gag. Yeah. My main memory of them is around 97 or 98. I was, like I said, I'd sort of gone away from R&B and hip hop. Yeah. I was like a snobby little asshole in high school. I was like, I listen to rap. Yeah. Rap is crap. <laughs> I listen <laughs> to the doors, man. I'm deep. And I remember my friends being like, you should try the Roots. You like them because they, they play their own instruments. Yeah. That was like the big thing is they're an actual band. Yeah, exactly. Like a band that raps. Which yeah, was, which was unique. Uh, Keep it real. And uh, I, if you get, it, if anyone gets a chance, read uh, Questlove's uh, autobiography, Mo Meta Blues. It's um, yeah, I haven't read it yet. It's so good. I haven't. I haven't read it yet. Highly recommend it. And yeah. he talks about how like the roots struggled early on because they're like, what are we going to do with you? We can't do anything with this. You're, yeah. you're a rap band that does kind of alternative shit. No, yeah. we can't. We can't do it. I I think I read an excerpt from it a few years ago, which was a. The, from the beginning where he's talking about his childhood and like what yeah. a music nerd he was at a young age and just spent every dime he could scrape together yeah. on, on records and just build a huge record collection. Yeah. He's a every huge, genre. And I guess he still has it, uh, the record collection. And of course there's a great, uh, this excerpt was, was shown, uh, was put online a lot too, about his night uh, roller skating with Prince and Eddie Murphy, which is the greatest <laughs> yeah, fucking story. I think ever. I, did he talk about that with Jimmy Fallon on the show? I don't know if he talked about like the show, that. but he wrote about it in Momenta Blues. Yeah, and it's one of the best stories ever. Because if anyone listening doesn't know, the Roots are now the house band on the Tonight Show. Yes, which is kind of the coolest thing in the world. It is cool, and yeah. like he even said too, he's like, "It's a great gig. I go in, I have fun, I play music that I want to play. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. They uh, also, he, I think they're all like, we're lucky." We're fucking lucky that yes. we're in the house band. Yeah. yeah. They appreciate it greatly. Uh, Questlove is just one of the, he's just a walking encyclopedia of pop music. Yes. Like, I would love to watch him and like Robert Criscow interview each other. Just like talk <laughs> about what they're into. Yes. Like, well, it's like what we said uh, last episode with, uh, he was on the documentary for the band called Death. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things like, you see Questlove, you go, okay, so this is real. This is legit. Yeah. This 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 is important and it matters because it's Questlove talking about it. Yeah. And I don't think you could come up with the name of a band or artist and say, hey, Questlove, what do you think about this artist? And he would say, oh, I've never heard of them. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. That's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is really good synchronicity because I didn't watch that video ahead of time. But my next video is sort of the same concept for an alt-rock video. All right. Very oh, similar really? idea. Oh, I fucking love synergy. This, yeah, this is very synergistic. This is the video for Sugar Cube by Yola Tango. Okay. And what this is is a de facto Mr. Show sketch. 
Because it stars David Cross and Bob Odenkirk and John Ennis. What year are we at? Right 97. Now? This okay. is from I Can uh, Feel the Heart Beating as One, which is their like eighth album. Okay. But it's it's the one that people kind of consider their best. Okay. Um, so the, the premise of the video, there's like a little introduction where Yola, because Yola Tango, I don't know how familiar you are with them. Just in name alone. They're like the quintessential indie critical darlings who've never been big but every music nerd and rock critic it's like their favorite band that's yeah i know none of their music i just know that and they've been around for like 35 years and they have 20 albums and Mm -hmm. and every album that comes out is amazing and they're so great but they're so non-commercial like they're just three schlubby regular people Mm -hmm. the uh the lead singer well the guitar player and the drummer are a married couple. They've been married since before they formed the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just just regular people, and they've got kids, and then their job is they make albums, and they're great. I, Ira and Georgia. And they both kind of sing equally. I She is one of my favorite indie rock singers. Did you I discover love her voice. them at the time where they... Guess what them? soundtrack they're on. What year? This year? They're on the Brain Candy soundtrack. Oh, I think of course the, I'm pretty sure the first time I heard that oh my God. was on the Brain Candy that soundtrack. That was a really influential thing for you. It's a great soundtrack. It's yeah. an, as an album, it's amazing. Oh, wow. Um, I don't remember which song of theirs is on it. I don't think their song on the Brain Candy soundtrack spurred me to buy any of their music the way I did with Chibomato, and I mm-hmm. sort of discovered them again later. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, the premise of this video, as you'll see in the intro, is they make a video and it's just sort of them playing. They're just so low key. Mm-hmm. And and then like they show it to the quote unquote record company guy who's John Ennis from Mr. Show. And he's like, oh. we're not going to sell any records with this. So they, he sends them to rock school. And the rest oh of the God. video is David Cross and Bob Odenkirk as like teachers at a rock and roll school teaching them. How to do a rock? This video. sounds fucking great and so perfectly timed. Yeah, it's the it's the rock version of the what they do video. Kind oh my of. god! And it's really fucking funny because it's basically Mr. Show. Oh my god! Yeah, look at the this band. They're just a bunch of regular people. Yeah, I don't know this music at all. Look how young Dave Cross and Bob Odenkirk are. Yeah. Are you scared of making money? What? Are you scared of making money? Because with a video like that, you don't have to worry about it. I really don't. Do you want my wife and kids to go hungry? (laughs) What did my family ever do to Yola Tango to make you hate them so much? Nothing. They're dead right nothing. Now we're going to have to start from scratch. Young Ben, you are going to rock school. Oh my god. But it's every like cheesy, terrible rock band that rock Yes. Oh, it's great. So they're literally in like a high school classroom. They shot this at like Santa Monica High or something. That's great. If you want to write rock lyrics, you must learn about where the hobbits dwell. <laughs> number one, arena. Number nothing. Indie. Number nothing. <laughs> oh my god. Trip-hop? Yes, no, maybe. <laughs> this song is real lo-fi. Yeah, I love this shit. Wow. They need they need laminates to get into the teacher's lounge. <laughs> it's just full of gags. Like yeah, that. that's fucking brilliant. The fog hat principle. <laughs> I mean, like, you, when you're saying, 
your fourth album should be double live. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, the fog hat principle. I can't believe this wasn't a sketch. They're teaching them to destroy a hotel room. <laughs> wow, this is an amazing video. Just a picture of Lou Reed, and he throws a piece of paper at. Oh my god! And apparently, the the guys from Mr. Show did this for free because they were friends with the band. Oh, that's very cool. I just want to back up to what David Cross just did. He holds up two albums, Black Flag, and this is uh, the Jefferson Airplane. Oh, and he's okay. holding one in each hand, and then he just unceremoniously drops Black Flag <laughs> on the floor. No, no punk rock. That's- He's, he's, oh, he's reading Rush, reading Rush lyrics to uh, them like it's poetry. <laughs> that's really They're having smart. class outside, which is a nice touch. Oh my god! A new reality. <laughs> this is amazing. You're wonderful. You really show a lot of promise. Well, you know, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing clarinet in the bathroom stall and gets in trouble the principal's office. So, uh, you might have said this already. Do they still play around? Oh, yeah. They just released a new album. Oh, my God. They've been around forever. About 35 years. That's fucking great. They formed in, like, 84. I think their first album is 89. And this is from their eighth album, which is in 97. Oh, so they're my God. Prolific. Yeah. They're failing rock school. Uh, oh wow! This is just the sound of '90s indie. So oh, hard. it really is. Yeah. This is so '90s indie. Oh my god! He's doing Doobie <laughs> Brothers. That's brilliant. How to smash a guitar? Tattoos. Yeah, this sound is so alternative. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bring it out, we're fading away. <laughs> On the chalkboard. I wish you all luck with it. Six weeks later. They made the same fucking video as they did in the first place. Uh, that's great. Because they're not sellouts. Because they don't care. So good. That was so good. Even perfectly timed made it better. One last anecdote before I close on that video because there's a great article on the AV Club. Mm-hmm. Just it's it's fairly long for just like basically a retro like a look back at this video. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear that the guy who wrote it for the AV Club he says as much in the article. He's like, I was just obsessed with this video when I was a kid. So to write the article, he got in touch with uh, Cross and Odenkirk to talk about it and both of those guys were like oh like we don't even remember like I vaguely remember but it's just they shot it in two days yeah. and they did it as a favor for the band and they were like we haven't it was not a big hit yeah. as far as an MTV video they were like I don't remember anything about making that video I think we just improvised it all and wow. the guy's like wow that was that I watched that video over and over <laughs> when I was a kid 
But one one little bit from the article that I thought was funny, and anyone, I'll put a link on uh, our website, musicraygun.com. So if anyone wants to read the whole, it's a good idea. But I just wanted to read this part. There was a version that ran nearly twice as long with the song looped to make it fit. <laughs> In the extended cut, Morrison, who directed it, Morrison recalls deleted scenes featuring an emergency eyewash station for glitter <laughs> and a sequence where they're all assigned to make Thanksgiving hand turkeys because, quote, we wanted it to also be school, not just rock. So there was going to be like a little, just a quick cutaway where they're just doing like a regular school thing. Oh, I would have loved that. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, but no one knows what happened to be like uncut twice as long the with director's just like twice cut. as many rock and roll gags. Oh yeah. my God. That yeah, was great. That's so good how perfectly that fit with that the was, Roots I video. I fucking love that yeah. synergy. That's so great. Okay, so again, I do not know this next artist. All right. So set me up. Here. I'm so excited, Paul. Yeah. Paul. Do you enjoy supergroups? The answer is yes. Who doesn't enjoy supergroups? LSG yeah. is a supergroup. And it's comprised. Does LSG stand for their names? Yes. Uh, their last names? Yes. LSG. I'm really excited. <laughs> is G Johnny Gill? Yes, it is. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay, so that's just me knowing you. Yep. Is it, uh, no. The L you'll have problems with because I haven't talked about this person. Yeah. And I, sh and I should have. It's a crime that I haven't. Uh, S is not Bobby, but yeah, this isn't like that new edition. This is Heads of State is what I was thinking yeah. of. Uh, I don't know. Just tell me. Okay. Uh, this is a three-man singing group. Yeah. Gerald Levert. Don't know him. Keith Sweat. Oh, Keith Sweat. I Johnny never would come up with Keith yeah. Sweat, but yeah. This is, this is like LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love all together I to knew, win a championship. I knew one of those names <laughs> that you just said. You're a big fan of Kevin Love, I know. No, no, I, is, is that sports? sports? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, this so Gerald Levert. That name sounds kind of familiar. Okay. You may have mentioned it. It's, it's a. I'm going to remedy this in later episodes. Gerald Levert is from a uh, R&B group called Levert oh. that were big in the uh, late '80s, early '90s. Really had a big, huge career. They're from Cleveland. Oh. I don't know why I did not mention this in the Cleveland episode. That's yeah. a crime. I completely forgot. The Leverts, uh, Gerald Levert and his brother, I forgot his brother's name, but um, they formed this group, Levert. Their father uh, was part of the OJs. Oh. So they kind of come from royalty. Okay. So this is 1997, mm -hmm. and um, it's fascinating. You will probably hate this song. <laughs> Why have I ever hated any of the artists this is, brought to the show? This is real, like, treacly or... Real 90s, like... Cheat corny? Yes. Okay. Yes. I love this song. They only did like one album, then went on tour. It was a huge... This was a, like a big deal. They're like, oh my fucking God. The three of them got together yeah. to form this super group called LSG. And this is their song called My Body, which is a great <laughs> chorus. The chorus, you're going to be like, yeah. Is there anything... Is there a particular hook or premise to the video? Or is it just sort of like a... By the numbers R and B. Oh, it's a by the numbers R and B. Okay, with dancing and and, and grinding. And sure, it's a slow jam. All right, uh, but it is. Uh, I love this song. There's the three of them walking into a huge warehouse. Very dramatically. Yes. I wonder if it's the same warehouse where they made uh, Body by <laughs> by the Jacksons. Uh, also, Marlon pops up. So yeah, 
So you kind of see them, them, you know, Johnny Sweat, there's Gerald. Like, they're really making a meal out of this. Keith Sweat's one of those names I've always heard, and I couldn't tell you a single Keith Sweat. Oh, I know so many. And that's his real name. Really? Yes. He's really, his last name is really Sweat? Yeah. Well, then you had to become an R.A.P. <laughs> he had no choice. So, yeah, this is just an F jam. Yeah. Okay, before we even continue, is there a part of the song where there's a breakdown where one of them just does a spoken word part? Or is that... No, there okay. is not. That, that would have been too old-fashioned no. at this point. Yeah. Although Boys to Men would have done that. They would have done it. There's not a... But they all sing. They all wail. They're all wearing leather. Mm. There was always a lot of black leather and yes. leather. And yeah. Leather. And there's always, you know, there's always a dance uh, at sequence. Uh, and I love when it kicks in. It's so good. And they're taking their time. Yeah, there's Keith. Keith. <laughs> and then they do a phone number here. Zero, zero, twenty-four. <laughs> that's Gerald. He actually died maybe like five, ten years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, really young. He was like heart problems. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. But he could wail. Not yet. So he was the lead singer of Overt. Okay. So yeah, this lyrics. is just super 90s. Yeah. So this is the, here's the lyrics. <laughs> That's all it is. Real deep thoughts. Yes. And then there's this little hook. All over my body, girl. So yeah, my body all over your body. Your it's body all over my body. It's about as deep as the Jackson's body. <laughs> yeah. Girl, I want your body. Who I want your body. You know I want your body. Girl, I need your yeah. body. Your body all over my body. Yeah. There's probably a mashup to be had. Here. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Yeah. But there was, um, this was, a, it was, this was a huge hit. Yeah, there's John. Come on. Yeah. Um, this came out in 97. So it was right around when New Edition imploded at their reunion. Okay, right. So, like, they had the big reunion, the big album was huge, hit me off, it was a year before, and then it just went to shit. Yeah. And then, so then, I think it was one of those, I think this, I think this was Keith Sweat's idea. He was like, Supergroup. Yeah. And so then Jenna goes like, yep. Supergroup. He got a taste of the road again. Yep. And he wanted to keep going. Yep. And so it became LSG. Yeah. And, uh, and also by this time, Keith, Keith he produced a bunch of groups, and he had a couple hits. He wasn't as big as he was. He was the first guy to do New Jack Swing. He was like Teddy Riley's like first guy. Keith? Yes. Yeah. And we'll talk about him when we do New Jack. I don't know we've been calling him Keith by his first name. Like we're buddies. We're, we're friends. Yeah, I haven't seen him for a while. But... He's doing great. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's running now. He's doing great. <laughs> and then uh, Gerald LeVert uh, of LeVert, uh, huge stuff in the late 80s, early 90s, did a couple solos that were pretty big. So this is 97, so it was like kind of big for all of them to get together. Yeah. And then they only did this one album, I think. And this was their big, huge song for them, was it? Yeah. Here's, here's what this makes me think of, and this is going to sound way shadier than I made it. That's okay. To, and it's going to make it sound like I think this is really bad. Mm-hmm. But I just more mean like it's generic and I'm unfamiliar with it, so I don't have a specific <laughs> memory. Nope, I understand. But, I, but I, I'm sure I've heard it before. You probably, yeah. But, but when I hear it and picture where I would have heard it, I just picture myself at like a subway watching them... <laughs> Watching them make my sandwich, and this is like on the yeah. on the 
PA or whatever. Yeah. And you're just going, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, can I get uh, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, onions? Yeah. Mustard, oh, banana peppers. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. And, and this is just kind of playing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, yeah, let's to go. And let's I'm thinking, go. like, do I want fucking chocolate chip cookies? Like, I really them? shouldn't. Well, I'll get a chocolate chip cookie. They're yeah, never yeah. as good as I think they're going to be yeah. from Subway, but <laughs> I see them there and, and they this look song fresh. Is burrowing into your and this is just sort of in yep. the background. That, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I. I send this song once a year to Anne because she hates it so much. <laughs> she cannot stand this song. I really, every time we bring up Anne <laughs> and the music she likes and doesn't like, I want to do an episode where it's all three of us. <laughs> but the theme is stuff Paul and Anne like and Kirk <laughs> hates. <laughs> if we could do that, if we can convince Anne, she is very shy. Does not like to be uh, the. Oh, I I'm not interested in. in no, I want to do it. Her to do. Or we do both, where like we go back and forth, like that. We would do like this. Yes, and then oh, and then this mortal coils uh, song <laughs> to the siren, <laughs> or play a bunch of oh, what's that guy? What's another R and B song she hates that you love? Oh, anything by Keith Sweat. She can't stand Keith Sweat. Okay, and then so we do another Keith Sweat. We we'll do Keith Sweat solo. Yeah, and then yeah. we do. Uh, and then you do Sugar uh, Hiccup by Cocteau Twins. I was about to say Cocteau Twins. <laughs> Then you play a bunch of Leonard Cohen. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I play this because I love it and she hates it. Okay. Um, and yeah. I can understand why. It's, not for, it's, it's, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last video is Bjork. Like Bjork. This is the one I said earlier uh, is from an album from 95, but the video didn't come out until 97. I just oh, put okay. it at the end because it's yeah. a 97 video. Yeah. This is for the song I Miss You. I don't think I know this. Uh, if you've ever seen the video before, you'll remember it because John Crickfalusi from Spumco animated and directed it. None of that was it registered with me. Ren and Stimpy. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, because okay. New York was a big Ren and Stimpy okay. fan. Oh, no shit? Yes. So she got the Ren and Stimpy guy to make this video. That's amazing. And it's real, real weird and abstract. Because, I mean, Ren and Stimpy for a quote-unquote children's cartoon was way edgy yes. for what it was mm -hmm. but it wasn't as edgy as his normal stuff and like the spumco stuff that he sort of did on his own oh, okay so this video features two classic spumco characters interacting with an animated bjork oh my god jimmy the idiot boy mm -hmm. and george liquor uh who any spumco fans know who, what i'm talking about but but this is also my favorite bjork song i can't believe you'll like the song i think I, I like Bjork. I, I, I like oh, this yeah. stuff. Bjork is great. Yeah. I remember when the Sugar Cubes first came out. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And this is from like peak Bjork. Yeah. 97-ish. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. There is some live action Bjork in it too. Oh, this is so Bjorky. Yeah. I can't believe this is an animated. Oh my God. There's an animated Bjork. Yeah. Kind of like Wilma Flintstone-y. Yeah. And Fred Flintstone shows up in this video. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't know what to make of this video. Yeah, I'm not sure how it applies to anything, but wow. Yeah. Here's the drop. Oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. This is... I like this a lot. There's Jimmy the Idiot Boy. Okay, I, I might have seen that in like shorts or something. Yeah. It's a real moody song for this silly animated yeah. video. But, but it's there's another up, one. There's Fred. Oh He's my a God. shampoo bottle when she's in That's the bath. That's brilliant. Yeah. It is. 
the song and the cartoon together is another one of the examples of like, oh, this is a little disconcerting. Oh yeah, her head came off. Absolutely. So yeah, a little bit least, off. Yeah, it's a little upsetting. And there's nudity where I, if I, I'm sure I've seen a version of this where animated Bjork's uh, breasts aren't covered up by subsides, and this mm-hmm. is like a censored version. But uh, it's. I mean, it's pretty weird, and I, yeah. I've never been able to figure out what any of it means. I don't know what it means. But also, you're like, this is that right at the time of, like, videos still matter. This is going to take a lot of work and effort, but yeah. it's worth it because videos still matter. And she made seven music videos for this album. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which was album was this? I, the... think, I think it's post. It's the, it's the same one with It's Oh So Quiet on it, which oh, has okay. that famous that was, video. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that was a huge album. Yeah. This is his peak Bjork. Yes, this is definitely peak Bjork. I love this part with the horns. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, just the timing care it took for this video. Yeah. Which you just, you know, knowing that it's going to be on MTV and people are going to watch it. I remember seeing it on MTV 2. Oh, that makes which sense. Which was like that. This is where we're, we, we had to make a second MTV where we're actually going to show videos. Yeah. Here's yeah. George Licker. Oh now, and now live action Bjork is dancing with a computer generated Jimmy the Idiot Boy. But computer CGI in '97 was it wasn't what it is now. No, but it almost makes it better because it's weirder. It's and yes, it's exactly. more in the uncanny valley. Yeah, similar. because it's so uh, it's not primitive by any means, but it is yeah, like you call it primitive. It's not as smoothed out as it would be now, so right. it gives it that kind of jarring vibe. I love her voice. Like uh, no one voice sounds like Bjork. her voice is great. Yeah, and I, as with a, a fair amount of you know when the Sugar Cubes came out, Bjork Jones, I have no idea what's going on with her songs. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care because I like what she's doing. Um, I always think of what William Hurt says in The Big Show, where there's that scene where it's like five o'clock in the morning and he's up watching some movie on mm-hmm. TV, and um, who's the guy who plays the sergeant in? in Platoon. It's uh, uh, Berenger. Tom Berenger. He comes in and he sits down and he's watching the movie with William Hurt. Mm-hmm. And he starts asking, who's that guy? And William Hurt's like, I don't know. He's like, what, what is he doing? He's like, I don't know. And he, and he asks a couple of questions and William Hurt just goes, you're so analytical. Sometimes you just have to let wa- art wash over you. <laughs> and that's how, I, that's how I deal with Bjork. I'm like, I, I'm not going to try to figure yeah. this out. I'm just going to let the just, art wash over yeah. me. And don't, don't try to be smart. Yeah. Don't try to, like, figure shit out. Just let yeah, it happen. Just let it happen. And, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to enjoy Bjork. That was amazing. I can't believe I've never seen that. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was my last one. We have one more. Yes. We, like, I, I know our mantra is we don't do greatest hits, but every once in a while we do. Yes. Uh, and this is a song, and I think probably a video that everyone knows yes. and loves. Yes. So we're not going to surprise anyone or blow anyone's mind. No. But if we're in 97, we're not going to not watch the video for Too Close by yeah, Next. By Next. Yeah. Yes. And I put this on as we have this, you and I have this philosophy that we actually came up on our own, but then since we've been doing how yeah. there's no guilty pleasure in music. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's sort of yes. That's been our. That's been your mantra, my mantra, and yes. then coming together. This has been our mantra. You like what you like. Then. Yes. Yeah. This gets as close to a guilty pleasure as I will ever get. Because I, the lyric, I love no, I know this what song. You mean. This song is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Uh, this this song is the least subtle song ever made. Yes. It's a song about 
grinding a girl on the dance floor at the club and getting a bonus. Yes, that's the song. That's what it's about. Yeah. And the lyrics make it clear. There's no subtext. No. It's all text. It's all text. There's nothing the, else going on. The hook on. is uh, the R and not the member of Next, but the female R and B singer say, "Boy, I feel you dancing kind of close. Uh, I feel a little poke coming through, through on, on you. you." Yeah, it's very clear yeah. what the what the song is about. And, and then him going. Girl, I, I couldn't help it. Yeah. Well, I couldn't. Yeah. Well, here, everyone yeah. knows. Everyone, everyone knows, knows the song. song. But I, I've never known because it's '90s R&B. Yeah. The extent to which Next is taking it seriously or it's tongue in cheek. If you told me they don't think this is silly, they're this. They, they completely mean this sincerely. I'd buy it. I would buy it either way. Well, yeah, I exactly. tend to. I tend to think there's not much winking on it. Yeah. I think it's. They're not taking it seriously, but they don't mean for it to be a joke. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's not a parody. No. Not but it could be. Oh, it could easily be. Yeah. If someone if someone recorded this exact song as an R&B parody, you'd buy it as that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it, in the spirit of it not being guilty pleasure, like you were saying, it's a fucking great song. Yeah. And and that's why everyone loves it. Because every time it comes on, people go wild for it. And yeah. It still works. It's a great hook. Yeah. It's a great hook. And like... Yeah, if this comes out in the car or I'm channel surfing on the radio and I hear this, I'm like, oh, this is, turn it all the way up, yes. lower the windows, yeah. and make he, everyone with an air shot happy because <laughs> too close everyone likes it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like even when this came out, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. It, and still though going, wow, this is real dumb, but so it's good. so dumb. And again, because at this point in my life, I was not listening to R&B at all. Yeah. But this one cut through. Like I yeah. knew too close when it was a hit. Yeah. I mean, this was always on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even this little, yeah. Yeah. This is, it has to be tongue in cheek because of the spoken word intro. I don't know. Oh, did they skip it? Wasn't there a, a bit where he says like, I don't know. And this. Yeah. yeah. You feel that? Yeah. And this is also straight up 90s dancing, oh, dancing's yeah. fashion, and I loved it. Oh, that hook. I think, I don't think it's, I don't think they're doing it tongue in cheek. Yeah. I think they're going, we're being naughty. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the, the double entendre of you're making it hard for me. Yeah. That's the, yeah. But that's, we're being naughty. We're not being, we're not being funny. And it's not that it ever uh, faded away, but I, this song got second life again a few years ago with that meme online of, uh, why you always lie? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you <laughs> Forgot Stop that. fucking lying. Because <laughs> it's just, it's the catchiest hook in the it's world. It's the catchiest hook. And I i know there's a couple other next songs that broke big R&B wise. Yeah. I can't remember them. Yeah, I, I, I only know. I, I remember at the time going, oh, here's the next next song. I know this song. This is pretty big. All I know is this. Everything else has fallen off. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those one hit wonders that's so eternal that yeah. they can still tour behind it when they're old men. Oh, and yeah. People and people will lose their shit for it. And they're, I mean, for a, for a, uh, R&B singing band, they all can sing. Oh yeah. It's they a, all can dance. It's legit. But it's just so silly. Musically, there's nothing silly or dumb no. about it. It's just when you listen to the lyrics yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? You're like, what? <laughs> like, is there more? No, there's not more. There's just, we're dancing close. I got a boner. Can't help it. Here, yeah. I guess the, it, it boils down to 
when whoever wrote the line, you're making it hard for me, yeah. for the chorus, came up with that and said it out loud, did everybody go, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious? Or were they like, oh, shit, that's it. Like, that's that's, it. Per- that's yes. so good. Like, yes. you're a genius. Yes. <laughs> I, get, I put money on that. Okay. And I put money on that they're like, uh, the step back, you're feeling kind of close. Yeah. Feel a poke coming through on you. They're like, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in a, not in a, uh, we don't understand what's going on, why it's, we're going to be naughty. Yeah. We're not going to be, we're not, we're not winking at it. We're just going to be naughty. We're naughty young guys. Right. But it's also that perfect R&B song thing of like having a female singer to sing part of the hook. Yeah. There's like a conversation going yep. on. Yep. Like They're grinding and he's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, the videos are pretty typical. Like they're at the club. Yep, and so. it's just it's just them dancing with a bunch of other dancers. Uh, stuff like this, I'm like, God, I miss the '90s. And it's not about anything. Else. It's not like it's one verse in a song about grinding at the club. Yeah, the the entire song from beginning to end yeah. lyrically is about yeah having a hard on while dancing yes. with a chick at the club. This. No, all no joke inside. It's a story song. <laughs> this yeah. is a story song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a guy who's getting hard because he's dancing too close right, right, to right. a girl. And, and also, in its in its own way, it deals with that as appropriately as possible. Where she's not bothered by it, she's yeah. into it, yeah. and he's not going like, "Yeah, take it." He's yeah. kind of like, "Oops, sorry." He's like, uh, he's like "Hey, it's everything is consensual." Yes, here. it's it's in a way, it's almost sweet. Where she's like, "Hey." I understand we're grinding. It's also, it's also something everyone relates to, and yeah. it is the unspoken thing that's going on when that happens. Yeah. And they're it, turning subtext into text. They're <laughs> turning unspoken. It, that conversation is always yeah. happens when you're when you're clubbing. When you're grinding. Yeah. And it's the, it's always understood, and they're just giving voice to so it. So actually, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's yeah. not stupid. I just, it's fucking brilliant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. But it is also... Because they were thinking, isn't it funny how we all know exactly what's going on yeah. and we never say it Yeah, when, when, we're, when we're doing that? And well, let's, let's, let's say it. Let's, let's say Let's make it. a song of let's, it. Let's, let's be those heroes yeah. and say it. Yeah. And also along the lines of like, and we're not going to be gross about it. The girl's going to be like, hey, sir. Yeah. It's too much. And the man's going to be like... Can't help it. You're beautiful. I'm. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. It is. It is dumb, and it's not subtle. But it's not because given what it's about, it's not gross, and that's exactly. sort of remarkable. Yes, that's an achievement. Yeah, we just made this song a fucking the best song ever. Yeah, yeah. I hope next here's our podcast, and they're just like these fucking guys get it. Yeah, God, they guys, get it. guys, no. guys. <laughs> yeah. Paul Chapman and Kirk Kinchin get it. Yeah, finally. finally. It, took, it, took, it took like 20 years, yeah. but we did it. We can retire. Guys, we're done. Yeah, but that's all for this episode of Music Raygun. Our logo is by Kyla Pellucci. Bagweed did our theme music. If you like what you heard, please write a review and rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Also, tell your friends about us because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. You can email comments and questions to musicraygun at gmail.com. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Until next time, see ya!